0: I'm gonna share a story with everybody, Rabbi Kron told over, as told over Rabbi Yitzhak uh Zilberstein, is it Yitzrich Zilberstein. He is a big postak, one of the biggest post the biggest postek in Israel today. And uh, a lot of Shailas he discusses. He's else, this sounds right. Uh, we can look it up, but yeah. And um, he tells over this story, which is an amazing story about the power of Giving kavod to Listen to this; unbelievable. You know, every shul struggles with this problem, and some of them are better at about solving the problem than others. What am I talking about? Talking during davening, but in particular, having cell phones on during davening, right? So you know, you you go to shul, and you have your cell phone in your pocket, even if it's not on ringer. Let's say ringer's you know, already—that's a different story. It's buzzing you can't concentrate because you're pulling it out it's just one text yeah but then you're not focused right so and unfortunately it's, it's a shtickle epi- pandemic, the epidemic this, this thing affects a lot of shuls so there was a shul in a place called Malefrayim Malefrayim is on the west bank in Eretz Yisrael and the west bank is an area that's surrounded right a lot of Arabs people that don't necessarily love the Jewish people and there's a settlement there of 1400 Jewish people so Rabbi Kron tells over why would they live there? Because they want to live in Eretz Yisrael. They want to conquer the land. But it's not so safe. That's the point, is that there is terrorism and there's overt threats to Jewish people. Not a pushit place to live, that's for sure. So there was a Yid living there. His name was Avraham, and his Hakpado was, you come into Shul, you turn off your phone, Right? Some people in places today, they have boxes or lockers outside of the shul. You put your phone in. Some places do that. That also successfully to do it. And the people in the shul would give him a hard time. They'd say, Look, we live in a dangerous place. People have to have phones on them to get news, to know if something's going on that we have to be. So he said, Okay, you know what? Two people in the shul can have their phone on them. The rest of them have to turn their phones off. No noise in the shul. That's what he did. He was very mock bit. Anyone who comes into shul, this Avraham in Malah Ephraim was very mock bit. Anyone who comes into shul has to turn off their phone. It's up in your face, exactly, up in your grill. Set your phone out. Yeah, that was that. so that's what the, he, had, he had established in his shul. Two guys had their phones on, everyone else. We give kava to Tefillah, kava to the base Knesset, kava to the shul. Everybody turned off their phones. Beautiful. One day, him and his wife are driving home from somewhere, driving on the highway, Route 90, I think that's what he said in the story. And he turns to his wife and he says... I'm sorry to say, but it looks like we're being followed. And being followed is not a great thing, especially again, like you're living in that territory where there's people that are ho- hostile towards Jews, you know, terrorists, etc., looking to harm Jews. Looks like we're being followed. She says, "What do you mean?" I look, she looks back. She doesn't see anything. She's no, the lights are off. Meaning someone's following us in their car, and the lights are off. So he's driving. So he okay. She says, "Make make a quick turn. And see if they." Makes a quick right, they follow. Makes a quick left, they follow. Clearly, they're being followed. Okay, fine. Very clear. All of a sudden, the car behind them, they hear shots ring out in the back of their, their, uh, the window in the back. I might be fudging the details here, but the window in the back smashes. Okay, this is dangerous, bad situation. So quickly, he pulls the car over, dims the lights, and he says, roll out the door, roll down the hill. I'm going to follow after you. We'll try to it'll it's dark so we'll try to hide and hopefully these people will not be able to find us and will pass us by so it sounds like a or yeah they pull the car over they turn off the lights so they can't be seen they roll out the side door and now they're on the side of the mountain and these are clearly terrorists right away they hear a bunch of shots ring out the car is shot up maybe they could have Mama's died but now they're hanging on the side of the mountain and these terrorists are now looking for them obviously with very bad intention in mind. so his wife pulls out her phone and she calls emergency services nine one one in Israel, whatever that is. And she says, "You have to come help us." What? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. You have to come help us. We're on the side of Route ninety, and there's terrorists here that they're going to kill us. That's going to be. So the the, the 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 responder says, "You can't be calling me. It's impossible. Route ninety has no, the side of Route ninety has no self service. There's no there's no phone service there. This is a prank." Only hangs up on her. So he pulls out his cell phone, and he knew the number to the head of police in Amal Efrayim, meaning he knew it was close by. He says, look, we're on, this is Avram, we're on the side of Route 90. There's terrorists here. I guess they were able to talk, and without alerting the terrorists, you have to come quickly because this is a very dangerous situation. And he says, there's no cell service there, but I take your word for it. He quickly rushes over. Sirens are blaring. The Arabs get scared off, and they run away. Save this guy's life. I'm going to save the guy's life. For a month, he wasn't able to talk about it at all. He was so traumatized. Imagine that. I mean, it's extremely traumatizing. Near-death experience. Literal near-death experience. After a month, he made a suda Suda, He made a party to thank Hashem for saving their lives. And at the party, the rabbi got up to speak, and he said, there's no question in my mind that because he was so mocked about not using phones in shul, he had people turn off their phones in shul. In a place where phones weren't actually supposed to work, there wasn't cell phone service, his cell phone actually worked and saved his own life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked that out for him because he looked out for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in shul and turned phones off. So when phones were not supposed to work and it saved his own life, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made sure that that phone call went through so that this guy and his wife's lives would be saved. It's a powerful story, but... One thing is, face value, We have to treat shoals with the proper respect. It's a message for me too. Sometimes I keep my phone on me, I'll look at a text. Not appropriate, really. You're in shul and you're talking to Hashem, as Avraham used to say, this fellow in the story, to connect to Hashem, you have to disconnect from your surroundings. You can't be on your phone, checking emails, looking at WhatsApp. But on top of that is, when we put emphasis and value into mitzvahs, into those things, you never know when that will come back and reward you as well. So let's try our best and small things maybe even. Turning off a phone in Shul It's not the biggest deal but it's a tremendous deal really in terms of the accomplishment because now we're giving cover to Hashem, cover to and cover to Tfilo. As is Hashem will be Zoyfe to such levels. Thank you very much and uh, Mandy, thanks for the coffee.